0: Cool, you ready? I like that shirt though I appreciate it, I wore it just for you I like that Yeah, no, I got that just for you I like it, (laughs) fuck with it, yeah Yeah, no, that's just for you Welcome everybody to the Stars Experience I am here with USC player, (laughs) cornerback punt returner, kick returner, (laughs) offensive player, Jim Thorpe award winner Mm, I like that First round draft pick for the Tennessee Titans, uh, Dory Jackson, live here in studios. Give a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Round of applause. I don't know. I'm trying to not see my hands, but I'm clapping for myself today. I feel it. You're grilled up. You're icy. I had to bring something up because I lost it across from you. I like, I it. Hey, I like you. it. I like it. You know, I had to get the neon D on. Yeah, I, I you like know, that. Because, you it know. different. Th- yeah, no. Nah, and like you, two-sport athlete. Yeah. You know, track, field. Right. Uh, but we'll get into that. But there's a whole lot of stuff I want to get into. First, I want to say this. On the record. Top five on my list. I, you might even be number one mm. of college players robbed from a Heisman. I feel that. I like that, that. You win there for me. You win my top five. I just
1: wanted to go to the to the ceremony. That's it. So the whole thing, it wasn't about me winning it. It was just me trying to pump myself up. Like I always said I wanted to win the Thorpe. I wanted to win a Heisman. So by the time my junior year came, it was more of the things where – my coaches never met, we got a whole new staff and I told him the first day I met, them, I'm like, Yeah, you about to have a Thorpe Award winner. You can ask any coach that was there and they probably didn't believe it at the time and they ended up winning it. It was just me putting my mind to it. So um, to me not get the highs. I just wanted to go to the event just to be there that's why I tried to put on the show for the last <laughs> game of the season and yeah. I got a whole bunch of tweets from a lot of you know athletes that I looked up to or I admired and now that I play against them in the league so it was cool um, to see that and then you know Reggie Bush talking to him and, and him gassing me up and that was my favorite player growing up and that was my eye okay. still is so uh,
0: man that whole season was crazy would you put and here's a hard question hard question right out the gate would you put Reggie Bush over Derrick Rose <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
1: Mm, no, I keep them the same. They tied. They tied. They tied. Okay, Reggie. Reggie. Reggie was the reason why I started playing football. Okay, and Derrick Rose was. Who I was as a point guard, you know. So it was somebody I'm out of my game after, and it was somebody that I seen where if I was to make it to the league, I was gonna play just like D Rose, explosive, did everything he did, dribbled all that, and then Reggie Bush was like the pioneer for me to
0: start the avenue football. Our skill levels at Derrick Rose on record, on record, on record. I thought I kept playing. Right now, right now, no, I
1: mean I think I'd be in the G League right now. I I get get down. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not being the NBA, but. Now, back in the day, I used to be, like, legit went to AAU. We went to Florida, won Nationals, um, high school team. We lost one game. I always want to say we were undefeated. We lost one game before the tournament.
0: Um, but so you could have been a triple sport athlete.
1: If I took it serious. It was one of the things. I moved out to California, and I grew up playing basketball when I was three. So my mom okay. always tell a story. I used to play Space Jam all the time. and. And I used to try to jump over the bed, dunk the ball, and all that. So, like, I always been a basketball fan, love basketball. And then once I got older, I moved to California, and it was me trying to figure out the avenue what I want to do in life. Like, I did three sports, I did them all well, but which ones were I going to be able to do at the next level?
0: So, moving to California from St. Louis, right? Correct. Right. What? That's a that's a change. You're going from the middle of the country, <laughs> to California where you're right by the ocean, right. beaches, Hollywood down the street, Disneyland down the street, Universal, right. pick one. Right. What was that change like? That's a different change. I moved once, but it was down to a different block. It wasn't right. a different state. You know what I'm saying? It was different. I I, I hated L.A.,
1: because that's all i knew was east st louis that's all i grew up around that's all i knew my friends had everything there that i loved and everything that that brought me and made me who i was so my parents to be like yeah you can stay with your sister and go out there and and play sports and pursue your dreams it was weird it was different it's one of the things you've seen in the movies you seen you believed it and i always had dreams and them to back me up and support me more than i supported myself like i knew that was going to be the better choice for me but at the same time me being a kid young-minded Having everything that I had, people that love me, everybody that mess with me, already on varsity, could do this and that. And then going to a whole another demographic, a whole another school. The food was different. People were different. The music, the style, the lifestyle, me just being East St. Louis, we don't we don't operate like that. Right. So it was me trying to figure out how can I be who I was and try to figure out this new avenue that's going to make me a better person and be a better athlete in life.
0: So, what was that that new avenue that you took? What did you just put down the Nelly CD and pick up? <laughs> a- <laughs> um, honestly,
1: the guys that I, like Jalen Jones, Jalen Green, Dwight Williams, uh, Ray Ford, Patrick Wooten, uh, Ontario Bateman, uh, Darrell Fury, there's a lot of the older guys who took me under their wings and showed me the rope. So I pretty much was like their little brother and they probably don't know that. it. I don't tell them that all the time, but it was some people that I looked up to that I knew that was going to have my best interest and want to see me succeed. And uh, that was the hardest thing, trying to accept people and being where I'm from, my background and what I know. And you don't really trust, you don't accept, you don't you know, reach out to a lot of different people. And for me, uh, seeing them trying to help me and treating me like the little brother and it was just me accepting and understanding that, man, this might be it, like this might be a different, that i needed in my life uh you sometimes they say you can't teach old dog new tricks but for them to show me two different lifestyles that i knew and grew up from um they had this la lifestyle it was it was nice
0: all right well so let's get it let's get into the grunt of things and let's talk about you getting to usc so why did you choose usc is it strictly reggie bush your favorite player he went there i want to go there or because you had other offers. Right. You almost went to Florida. Right. So why why USC? Why'd you stay in California, even though you just said when you first got to California, you didn't want to be in California?
1: It's a crazy thing. Uh, I told Florida I was going to commit to them. Uh, I was trying to graduate early. So I was trying to graduate from school early so I can go to Florida. Um, that's where I thought I was going to go. I wanted to go there. I was like, man, they got a good track program. It's going to let me play both sides of the ball. I can be a returner. I could have got 21. So I was eager. And I wanted to do it. And Jalen Green, my quarterback at the time, he graduated early, so I was trying to okay. tell my school, like, let me graduate early, I'm trying to get up out of here. I want to go to Florida, <laughs> like, I'm just trying to hurry up. Right. I couldn't graduate early, so then the process kept going on. Sure enough, SC being down the street, they can just come whenever to, you know, visit, you know, other kids, and I see them all the time. And then I started thinking about after football and, and bigger than myself, uh, I could have been in Gainesville, and I could have went to LSU, I could have been in Baton Rouge, and everybody kept talking about the children family and how you can connect. And everybody in L.A. that you run into may have a tie to USC. Or everybody who's in L.A., they either rock with USC or UCLA. And I just start thinking about that lifestyle, trying to brand myself and, and something that was going to be better than me and that was going to help me to do the things I wanted to do. And that's pretty much the real reason why I stayed in L.A. So
0: no regrets? No,
1: nah, I look back at it. I could have went to LSU. Um, they always started five and 0 It's crazy. My dad always called me when LSU was 5-0 and during the season. <laughs> Damn, you should have went to LSU. Sure enough, later down the season, they finished the same record as us. Florida, the same thing. The coaches ended up leaving in the middle of the season. And so uh, it was me and my dad. We used to just talked throughout the season like, dang, you think you made the right decision? I always told him I felt like it. And um, I me, mean, I have no regrets. If I can do it all over again, I'll still do the same thing. Uh, pick USC because I feel like it helped me. Uh, become a better person. I feel okay. like being able to talk to a lot of different people, network, connect. And me just being an athlete, and I was blessed, you know, to, to do the things I was able to do. And I, I feel like if I wasn't that guy, then maybe it would have been different. I don't know, you know, how the lower path was set for me. But me being able to make plays and people like that. So I was able to talk to alumni. I was able to go to the – uh, when they did the career day preps and got a lot of people from USC who liked right. football And that was a cool thing to see that people who really didn't know me just love football so much It was willing to help me and want to see me do great So I always say that that was my blessing to be able to be good at football and to be able to retain knowledge and be smart and to be able to talk to people at the same time because I know the only way I'm gonna be able to get to be able to help others is somebody who was able to help me And that was my whole thought process
0: Okay. Now I want to jump back to something you said at the beginning of the show. Um, You said you really wanted the Jim Thorpe. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you compared to other accolades that you did attain and could have attained in college? Why was that one, the one that was on your list, like, I need that? Because I didn't start
1: playing corner until I got to high school. My junior year is really when I became a cornerback. My sophomore year, I started. They switched my position. I played offense my whole life growing up. Um, I didn't really play corner until I came to Sarah. Uh, I asked the coach, like, what do y'all need? I play offense. I said, I'm a quarterback. Sure enough, they had Jalen Green. play <laughs> running back. We had Ontario Bateman. I play receiver. We got receivers. And he was like, well, you can play corner. And uh, I'm like, man, I don't play defense, so I don't know nothing about it. He was like, well, you can start. We don't have no corners. Sure enough, I'm out there playing. It was uh, – I don't know, it was different for me. Like, I'm always used to having the ball in my hand, so being out there playing corner, nobody throwing the ball my way, I call my dad like, I don't think this is it. Like, I don't even want to do this no more. Like, I'm not getting no action, none of that. He wouldn't let me play offense. I wasn't a returner, so I'm like, man, this is a different – aspect and element for me and then to realize what a db was and the nature of and how he can take the life out of the stadium or he can bring the life in the stadium at the same time and being a returner it was just me i think it was god showing me like i had everything back in illinois but now i had to reinvent myself to show everybody that um that i am coachable i am a player that can do a lot of different things and i had to just step back from always having the ball in my hands to finding my happiness in a different spot And eventually, once I got happy with being a corner, sure enough, I was able to play offense. Sure enough, now I'm the returner. So it was me just having to be appreciative of of my role and my job and understanding that I can't be impatient. Like, I just moved out here. These boys was already solidified. They already had their spots. Everybody knew the coach. The coach knew them. And I really had to understand that, It wasn't that I sucked. It was just more that I had to prove myself to everybody else and just prove myself. Right,
0: no one knew who Adore Jackson was coming in the door. Nobody. No one. I wasn't
1: even about to play football when I came out here. Like, I quit football my freshman year in high school. I only came back because my cousin's dad was like, you think you can come out here and still play? And I'm like, yeah, it ain't nothing. Like, I'll come out (laughs) there and I'll play. Did it, ended up breaking my hand. Then I just stopped playing football. So I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Like, maybe I wasn't supposed to come back out since I broke my hand. Sure enough, I moved out of Cali. I was just going to run track. That's all I wanted to do. And a coach asked me, like, do you want to play football? And then it wasn't no hesitation. Like, I just said yes. So I, I knew from then, like, this is probably what I really needed to do, and this was my calling. Like, I know I didn't want to play football. And I was waiting for my dad. He couldn't come to the games. He couldn't see nothing. He couldn't read no right. news report, a news report, and be like, oh, this is what my son doing. And I ended up just doing it anyways because I felt in my heart that's what I – that was my, my job. Like, basketball was more the things that – I love so much, but you had to realize I'm five. I was 5'10", 5'11". I mean, you got Nate Robertson, but I'm not about to be a Nate Robinson. Everybody's right. different. Everybody's story different. Everybody's know Isaiah Thomas, and you look at all the point guards. Growing up, you don't understand. You just see Allen Iverson, a point guard. He's short. You don't know that man was 6'2". Uh, the Steph Curry, 6'3". Yeah. Russell six 6'4". So you don't understand that growing up where I'm from. Like, you just see right. somebody a point guard. Oh, you're a point guard. You're supposed to be a point guard. And I just came to realization that, well, I can play cornered in the league. I'm 5'10", 5'11", now. So
0: I'm the average cornerback, and I can really do this. So let's talk about you doing, uh, you said you like track and field. Right. Right. So what drove you to track? Was it just something that you just did because you enjoyed it? You were good at it. You were trying to stay in shape for basketball because you said you played basketball. What was it that drew you to track and field? It was uh, my
1: eighth grade year, all my friends, so the way our school district worked, it was a street. And I was on the border of one side of the street and the other side of the street, you go to the other school. Okay. And so it was in eighth grade. I knew a lot of my friends. We weren't about to go to the same school. And it was one of the last things that we can do together. Like it was the last sporting event that we can do. So I convinced everybody to go out there and run track. And it was just for us to be together one last time because I knew it was going to separate. We wasn't going to be able to see each other again. And we was all going to go out separate. And I knew, you know, hearing all the stories, we we're going to go to different high schools. Uh, we yeah. were supposed to be cool, but you're going to make new friends and all that. So I want to at least have one good memory with all my boys before we got up out of there and that's how really track started it wasn't I didn't know nothing about track I just was like hey let's go do something together and that was why we did it
0: so how did that uh track translate because you never did spring ball in college so how did that keep you in shape and put you at a different level to where you didn't have to do spring ball and the coaches were comfortable with not seeing your face or your number out there because they knew you were keeping yourself right
1: so the the crazy thing is clancy Penegrass who was there before i before i got there um he left um he didn't know nothing about me he just knew that i just did track and my db coach and that's when i told him like i'm gonna win the thorpe and they thought it was a joke because was like man you just run track you don't know anything and i think being able to go to the olympic trials was a whole nother level for me um just to be able to go against people that i knew the, right the jeff henderson's we got the will clays and me jumping against them, like, man, Marquis When the dude I looked up to, play football, I wanted to beat his record in high school so bad, um, watching him jump. It was just people that I was intrigued at. Hmm. And to see them do it, do it at a high level and understand that, man, I'm in college and I'm competing at the Olympic trials, I end up getting 10th or whatever it may be, making it to the finals. And my whole mindset changed, and that's when I came back to school. I was like, man, I'm going to win the Thorpe, because there's no way you can tell me that I just went – to the Olympic trials and was competing with the best of the best when I can't even do sports. Not can't, I don't do sports full time because I'm right. doing so many, because I love so many sports. And I told my coach, like, yeah, I'm gonna win a Thorpe. Like, I was just that confident, I was that, I had that much reinsurance in myself because I done did it with the Olympics. See, I was there jumping that. against those guys, so I felt like, man, if I went against him, since t- some dude in college, it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a big deal. And my whole confidence and mindset changed. I had a this thing like Chad Johnson did, the Dulce Vengaza, and it meant sweet revenge and it was every opponent that I had and I tried to make sure I kept everybody under 50 yards and um, I just had a whole my whole mindset was different that season and my, everything that year and I can see my game changing and see how dedicated I was and how focused I was and me just being able to play so many different sports and finally focus on one thing and I think that's what helped me
0: See, that's very interesting, and I I vibe with that because I, growing up, did Olympic-style weightlifting, Mm -hmm. and I competed nationally, traveled the country, and then I actually put myself in a position to go play college football, but I was a center, 150 pounds, and I started every game as a freshman center in college because I just had that confidence and that mindset. I'm competing at a national level, so there's nothing you could tell me that... I can't do. Right. Because I already got a national medal. Right. I'm already lifting things that these guys in the weight room that are the 200 right. pounds can't touch. Right. And I was just able to move people on the line and I was quick because I was little. Right. And that mindset of being that double sport athlete and competing at a level that people can't compete right. and that confidence it gives you. For See, sure. now I understand why you compete at such a high level yeah. in the NFL and at USC because that's just crazy. But, um, so USC great school, right. great history, yeah. you know, the football history, you go back to USC, Texas, you go way further than that. What was Adore Jackson's favorite memory at USC?
1: Favorite moment was um, my sophomore year, we went against UCLA at the at the Collie. Uh I don't think the seniors ever beat them, like, in a while, or four games, or five games, this is the fifth year seniors, they never beat them, they lost, right. so four years they were there, this is their fifth year, they all lost, and to see them go off, I think it was senior night, I believe. I'm not sure. But to see them boys so excited and send them off the right way, you beat UCLA, then we go play in the bowl game. And I think that was my greatest moment. That was the loudest I heard the Coliseum play. Uh, And to see them so happy. Like, I never seen somebody that excited, a stadium that excited to beat a rival team. And everything that they've been through, the ups and the downs, and to finally get over that hump and to beat them, that's probably the best moment.
0: Now, do you get little goosebumps when you go back? Have you played in the Coliseum in the NFL yet? Never No you haven't So Mm -hmm. are you looking forward to that I am It's going to be one of those things Going to get some goosebumps Hairs on the back of your neck Stand up
1: Yeah so I went to go see I don't know who was playing Was it the Rams And the Buffalo Bills I think when they came out here My guy Kevon Seymour Was playing with him So I went to go see him And see those guys That you had Kevon Seymour You had Robert Woods You had Nikhil Roby, And you had Reggie Bush All coming back to the Coliseum um, that's been a while. And then TJ McDonald was with the Rams. So it was cool right. to see that of uh, former SC players coming to Coliseum. So I feel like it's going to be one of those surreal moments where my last game in the Coliseum so happened to be against Notre Dame. And that's probably the, the most fond memory that I have of myself playing in there.
0: That was a great game.
1: It was crazy. I didn't even know it was, gonna, it was raining. And then we just made the best of it. And I think if I ever get to go back and play in the Coliseum, it's gonna be one of those moments where, like, this is home. I'm
0: getting goosebumps, man. <laughs> the the the, yeah. the the magic that's gonna happen that day. He gonna, I feel it. He gonna get a pick six, a punt return for a touchdown, and he gonna bring the damn offense into the goal line, into the red zone. Hey,
1: if it <laughs> happen like that,
0: that's gonna be the best way to end
1: the story off right.
0: I'm telling you, that's what's gonna happen. Um, so we got your best moment at USC. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into the draft. You come to stars. <laughs> right yeah you mess with young sensei over here he gets you right you know your uncle <laughs> <laughs> you know so what is it like you know we talk of this is the stars experience you know we try to bring bring people in to get an experience of right. what it's like to actually train here so why did why did you pick stars first off and how did stars get you to a different level from going to any other place that you could have gone to
1: i think uh I mean, J.D. and Frog know the story. I think I met them in, like, 2015, 2014, like, when I was coming out. Um, and, you know, it was a training facility, and they trained, like, a lot of different ages. And they kept telling me to come up there. And me just being from East St. Louis, I, it was one of the things where I just had to figure out, you know, what was the intentions. Like, trying to trust a lot of people because we, right. don't, we don't trust a lot of people. So, I was just sitting there gauging them out. Um, We'd we'll come up here and check it out and they always ask, like, you coming up here? I'd tell them, yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, I still got to fill it out and gauge it out.
0: Yeah. I so, I knew,
1: know. I probably knew J.D. and them for about six years. Well, I've only been here for three years. So, it was one of the things that took me a while to to really just open up and go train here. And um, it's one of the things that you got a guy that played the game, won the Super Bowl, um, played at the biggest stage and done the biggest things, done what you wanted to do. And, at the end of the day, you're gonna have to figure out what's gonna get you to the next level, who's gonna help you. I mean, you could stay with what you know, be in your comfort zone, and coming out here getting out of my comfort zone and trying to open up and learn from somebody who didn't know who I was and that probably could challenge me and and get me to do things that I know I wouldn't normally do if I could have been with somebody else that I'm more comfortable with. And just his background that he had. And it felt like he was more like me. When I first met him, he didn't talk, <laughs> I didn't talk, so I knew he was more observant. So he was filling me out, I was filling him out. And uh, you know how Frog is, he's so energetic. Right. So Frog was up the energetic one and JD was laid back and I'm sitting there like, man, I'm trying to engage like They're like
0: yin and yang over I'm here. Like who
1: is who? Like I'm trying to figure out like what's going on and eventually twenty seventeen came. Uh, once I declare and I told him like, Yeah, I'm gonna come. I don't they probably still didn't believe me and I ended up showing up, but I just knew it was me. Trying to take that next step, and even to this day, like, understanding that sometimes you got to put your pride aside. Sometimes you got to understand that some people do have your best interests. A lot of people don't want to see you fail, and coming to a spot like this, they name on the line. So I they won't say that I'm coming from stars, and they're going to have me doing some bull out there that I know is not going to benefit me. And that's one of the things. I can talk to them like I talk to anybody. And that's how I, I try to approach everything that I do in life. I need people to understand where I'm coming from and how I, and how I view things. So when you coming at me, you understand that you're not pushing the wrong buttons and I don't feel like you disrespecting me and I don't feel like I'm disrespecting you. And once we got to that point where I understood, like, okay, now let's get, let's get to work. And you know, everything they do here, whether I was getting rehab uh, in the weight room or just on the field. And a lot of people said I couldn't backpedal. I didn't think I was doing this. <laughs> I didn't really know. J.D. was the one that showed me. Like, yeah, they don't think you can do this and that. We're going to work on this and that. Then I get to the combine. And they said I had the smoothest feet there. And I, uh, I think they said something about like a smooth criminal. I can't even remember, but they was hyping up yeah, yeah. so much. And it was yeah, one yeah. of the things where it just took me to go out there and get polished. Like, I've been playing football, what corner, for about, I think, six years from there. From there, my sophomore year of high school. And then three years in the league. I mean, three years in college, but... Like I was just out there doing my thing and then I had somebody that wanted to see me who was so athletic to see me achieve and excel that he said well if you do this better than I did then so there's no way this that there's no way I should have did this and you can't do this and it's a guy that wanted to put you up so much over him but that knows that he wants to help somebody because nobody helped him and that's right. what I do now try to give back to all of the little homies or all the big homies that I know I'm always trying to give back because I know uh, nobody was really there to help me uh, to really try to succeed as much that I knew I could. Like, nobody been at that level that I was trying to get to. And then it's CJD and me, JD, that been there, done that. he will watch his little highlight every now and then um, so we can look at it. But I think that was one of the deciding factors that I knew uh, why I should have
0: came in. Okay. Now, um, one thing that while you were talking about that that rang into my mind is I wanted to get into real quick how playing offense your whole life made you a better corner. Because I don't think people realize – how similar they are now obviously they go against each other but how did you know being a wide receiver be playing on offense learning those skill sets kind of translate over to now defending those skill sets and those types of players
1: i think when i was at sc it helped me out a lot because i knew the whole offensive playbook I knew the split, so I knew if somebody was outside of the numbers, the most routes they can run is probably a slam a hitch or they're going to run a go ball or whatever it may be. And to be able to understand that knowledge from being on offense offensive side and knowing what the receiver wants to do and what the coach is looking at. And then coming here when Frog teach the receiver one thing and then J.D. teaching us one thing about the, the DB and us trying to coincide and figure out how can I stop that if he's doing this and then what's my counter move. Um, so I think just having that, that knowledge and being able to be smart and understand football Uh, quickly and when I be able to see something and retain it and have that that
0: memory do you ever now we know you play offense you know at USC you got some snaps in the league do you ever while you're here at Stars jump in with the wide receivers and show them what's up uh, I mess around at the drills, tell them I can play receiver if I wanted to. Um,
1: sometimes I do easy ups with the offense in the league, like before we warm up and the DBs aren't out there. I run like a slant or do whatever routes they run at the same at the time. But yeah, I talk trash. That's all I do. Like, <laughs> I knew I play offense. I to show my offense how I take. I used to do all that: run the digs, run the posts, run the goals, run the bubbles, play running back. So I always talk trash. Like I, I can still do it, but I, you know, it's a lot of respect to those boys who really do it at a high level because it's not easy for sure. All
0: right now. Going to the draft Let's talk about that So you get drafted First round Tennessee Titans First off That's remarkable Because not a lot of people Get drafted Um, Now we're going to Slim it down Only 32 people Go into first round Now we're going to Slim it down even more Not a lot of people Get to walk across that stage Mm. And get to hold up a jersey Right So What was your mindset When you got invited To the draft What was going on Because I couldn't even Fathom that I didn't even want to go.
1: I think my mom and dad wanted to go so bad, and I said I wanted to go, but it came to the point where I, I wasn't, I just got hurt, uh, sprained my MCL, ACL in my ankle, and it was. I was in a place where I was like, man, I don't even want to go to the draft, because I didn't want to do nothing. I, I was just right. sitting there like, man, I might just come back to school, because I didn't know how bad and severe I was hurt, and my mom just talked to me, and told me, like, take a leap out on faith and pray about it. Um, told me that he didn't bring you this far just to bring you this far, and. It's one of the things that stuck with me, so I waited to the last minute to actually declare and tell my coach that I was leaving uh, for the draft because I was still in, in question whether I was going to be healthy enough to do anything at the combine or I was going to be get drafted in the first round because of my injury. So everything, I was just more skeptical of everything, so I didn't want to go. And at the same time, I didn't want to go because I wanted my whole family to be, a, be able right. to go there and witness me. Like, you got, like, a little tables. You small could only take, cycle. like, five
0: people, right? So
1: I wanted to go home, you know, so my grandma and all of them. Because I knew my grandma was six, so she passed away a week before I actually went to the drive. Yeah. And so sorry. Um, when I flew back, uh, I was just wanting to make sure that everybody could be there, but I already decided I was going to go because they wanted to go. And... The whole draft process, man, is, is crazy. I pulled up at 5 o'clock. I don't get drafted. It's like 11.30. I don't leave there till 1 o'clock because I'm doing mm-hmm. interviews. So I was there for a good seven hours just there. I was playing dominoes on my phone. I wasn't really worried about like, – <laughs> I wasn't stressed about the moment. That's how i always been. I've been laid back, been nonchalant because I always knew, like, if the Lord has something for me, then it's going to be for me. And if it wasn't, I'm not about to get my hopes up, you know? So, right. Um, I just was there relaxed, and I knew that the teams who needed corners, I knew they said they had me, like, five – five corners they knew they had me between three or five which one i was gonna get drafted so i wasn't really trying to sweat much because i didn't want to get stressed out i didn't need my people to be stressed out because i'm stressed out and i just wanted to have a good time and enjoy it so when i got picked
0: what was that feeling
1: it didn't even sit in i don't think it really sat in until i went home man and you don't understand how much love you got from your city and your people and everybody who supports you and people always ask like why like is that the deciding factor for me and they define success and that's it Like, my family good. They ain't got to worry about nothing, man. My family love me. My city back home love me. Uh, They support me. They rock with me. And and that's always wanted to be. Like, everybody, if you ask what I wanted to be when I grew up, I wanted to be a hood legend. And I feel like that's what I am. And try to give people hope. I go back and talk to the kids at the school. I didn't even go to them schools. I just go over there to talk to the kids. Let them know, like, man, I came from the same city you came from. I came from the same street, the same block, and I probably did the same thing y'all done, and understand that you just got to make the right decisions in life. And I think once you go back home and see how much love you get, that's when it sink in. Like I can went across the stage, cool, got my jersey. I I felt that, but it didn't hit home until I went back home.
0: Okay, now you're now you're in the league first year. Yeah. Um t- what's it like being a rookie in the league? That that just <laughs> once again something else I can't fathom. Yeah. Unfortunately, you didn't have any picks that first year. Right. Um but you know, you still had a good year. You had some kick returns. Right. Uh, you got some offensive play. You, you know, you did. You showed out on defense. You showed why you were mm-hmm. deserving of that first-round pick. So what's your mindset going in? Are you kind of – you said you're nonchalant already. So do you go in kind of with a little chip because you were only picked at 18 and you thought you should have been higher? Or what was that feeling going like to that first year? Shit, I think I put too much pressure on myself, really. Like, I knew it was first round, so
1: I went in that mindset. Even when I went to FC when I first got there, um, like I was a five-star. I was, like, the number five. Recruit overall and I put so much pressure on myself to try to be so good and be so perfect and try not to make no mistakes And that's when you make all the mistakes possible you do everything wrong And I think after I went the preseason game against Chicago they let me start play nickel I just wasn't trusting myself like I seen everything I seen on film but I'm like there's no way in hell that he's about to run the same route that I just seen and Sure enough he did it but I was just giving up a lot of stuff and it was just me understanding like I did when I went to SC Football gonna be football at the end of the day. Just go out there and have fun and play ball. And I I noticed when I'm at my when I'm at my best is when I'm having fun. And I don't care about nothing. I'm just in the moment and in the zone. And I think after that preseason game I, I started this season I started off that way, my my second year, but you just really gotta find you, get comfortable being you, care less about what the coach going to say, what the GM or the scout man going to say because he's not you and you're not him. He don't know how you feel. He's not inside your brain. He don't know what's going to get you to go play the way you need to play. So you got to figure out yourself, understand yourself. And I think once I figured out that, which I'm still doing, and trying to be positive about everything cuz I know everything's not going to go my way. It's right. not high school, it's not college. They get paid to make plays too. Um so me finding that the happy medium and understanding that Uh, like Marshawn Lynch said I know I'm going to get got but I got to get mine more than I get got when you have that mentality and stay positive about it uh, you're going to be all right. now how important is film study? Huge Uh, because I got a lot of older guys in there that when you come in you think you know film I was at SC I think I knew film then you go to guys who've been in here six leagues who play with the Patriots other guys who just love film or are good at film be able to help you out and I was fortunate man to be able to have dick LeBeau as my defense coordinator i had to Townsend as my cornerback coach and i had coach jack as my safeties coach um in the same room and all the older guys that we have who've been there you had logan you had kevin byard who was just in the second year but you know was really s- smart you know in the film room you had the norris searcy you had jonathan cyprian uh, and bryce mccain so a lot of older guys who helped me try to right. show me the ropes and uh film study it became better as i I mean, I'll study film, but i damn sure wasn't the best at what at it and understanding and trying to get better and better each year and be better and better each week and understanding what I need because I'm not going to study film like the guy to my left or the guy to my right, and I don't understand or study film the way the coach is going to present it all the time. So I had to figure out, figure out what was good for me and what was going to help me uh, out there. So film study is for sure big. It slows the game down, makes everything easier for you.
0: Now your rookie year um, or after your rookie year, the Titans let go of their coach, and they bring in a new coach. Mm-hmm. So how, you know, obviously you go from college to the NFL. That's a different coach. But you go from your rookie year to your second year in the league, and you already have a new playbook you have to learn, a right. new coach. How hard is that transition to make? Or what are the pros and cons of getting a new coach? I don't know if you want to give any pros about Man, getting a new the coach. The cons don't see is you just got
1: to come in hella early, like, it was too early we came in like the first week of April and prior to that they came in like the third week of April so that's the only con like you're enjoying your off season you're getting your work right. in you're enjoying your break but then you get a new coach oh yeah make sure y'all be back around this time that's the only con but the pro is you get to learn a whole new system you get to figure out how he works he gets to figure you out and you get to go from there it's like a clean slate obviously he's seen film on you and whatever that may be but he's a cool dude and I always I'm the same person with no matter who I meet like I'm gonna just be me and he accepted that, he knew that. And I think that's why our relationship was good when we first met and we talked because he understood who I was. I guess he talked to a lot of different people and asked about my personality, who I was. and He respected it and And that's why I think we gravitated to each other.
0: All right, now now your second year, you get your first pick against DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a, incredibly acrobatic catch. Crazy. I mean, yeah. I don't even know The question to ask But I just Like You're up in the air Right Right It's double coverage right. For some reason They throw the ball To yeah. DeAndre Hopkins At double coverage And you launch up Over DeAndre To catch the ball Over him You moss him Let's just call a spade a spade <laughs> Right And you get your first pick In the league How's that and what are you thinking in that moment? You see the ball traveling. Are you like just confused on why the ball's going your way in double coverage?
1: So the, prior to that week, coach was like, Man, you're gonna get a pick. And he kept talking about, man, you're the best. You can track the deep ball well. You can go up and just get the ball. So I mean and Will Fuller was a super fast dude. So he's like, man, they gonna they're just gonna take a shot and it don't matter. Uh, who whoever's gonna be, they're just gonna throw it up. And sure enough, um, we get to the game. I was feeling good throughout the whole game, like the whole, like I was fired up, playing good. And then when that play happened, like I had my eyes on the quarterback and seen him throw it up. And I knew KB was in the safety. and He was going to come over to help me. So I knew I didn't really have to panic or anything. Right. And uh, once the ball went up in the air, I'm like, damn, he really threw the ball. And it was just <laughs> me thinking like either KB is going to hit it. We were just trying to make sure that he didn't catch it. And shoot, I just went up and to get the ball. And it was more my first pick. It was surreal. It was surreal it was like man my whole life my whole moment come to this and to me to be it was more of a I don't even know how to explain it it was just me more my life was good I, right. I'll tell you that because you can go on Twitter you hear so much you can see so much negativity and it was more of a a thing where I was like man this has solidified myself and I felt good about myself because I mean you can ask any athlete I bet you they can go on Twitter like you don't even want to see it you're going to see some crazy stuff and it don't it's not gonna hurt you all the way, but it's your question, like, damn, this is how people feel about me. And understanding right. you know how you are as an athlete. And I don't think people understand that. So that's why I tell fans, shit, don't play with me like I'm like I'm an athlete, cause that that's not cool. Like because some people don't think athletes gonna clap back or say anything to it. Right. And for me, that's why I try to social media, that shit is the worst place to be on, no matter what. You have a good game, bad game, okay game. It's just the worst. Um and so for me getting that pig, it was just me. It's just It was solidifying for myself. Like, all right, I'm here. Like, this is, like, all right, I'm good now. Like, where's that
0: ball at right now?
1: Oh, uh, somewhere at the crib. You know, <laughs> no, you gotta... I don't really, like, I'm not a materialistic dude. So I got the ball somewhere. I just don't know where it's at. Uh, huh. Yeah, I really don't be knowing where stuff but Yeah, I get them. It was cool at the moment. It's like, damn, what's the next thing? Like, I can't just keep looking at that ball like, damn, that's my first pick. Now I got to figure out how I'm going to get the ball three, four, five, six. So it's, it's just on the floor, rolling around. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It ain't in a no case. I don't nah. have no jerseys, none of that in the case. Not my, I give most of myself to my dad. I mean, that's probably my biggest fan. Respect, respect.
0: And he, shit, they, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. Well, um... We did hit up Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to try to get some fans' questions. So, once again, we're here with Titans cornerback and Stars alumni, Dory Jackson. We here. Um, so, we do got a couple questions uh, from the fans. Let's see what so they got for me. We're going to figure those out. So, the first one comes from Twitter, at mm. uh, Tanner B. Uh, it's actually one of my high school friends. He's a big Titans mm. fan. He said, who's been the most fun matchup against and what team do you love to play against?
1: The most fun that I had, matchup-wise, man, against Josh Gordon. I think that was the the most fun mm-hmm. that I had in the game. That I felt like myself, like out there, and it was everything was blocked out. And no matter, he did catch some balls, but it was more of that. I knew he was gonna catch something, but I just had to be in my bag. And I played shit. I, I played hella good. Can't nobody tell me nothing. So if you want to look at the tape or not, I just felt like that game itself, and to be with a guy that I seen and I grew up watching, I understand who the Flash was, and it's a lot of respect to him. Um, it just felt like I just felt more comfortable, more at home, and playing. And I think that was the most fun matchup I had, and the most the team I look forward to playing. I looked forward to playing the Rams when we played in my rookie year. I grew up in okay. East St. Louis. Right. They were the St. Louis Rams, and that was one of the teams that
0: I didn't even I think about that. That's going to be even crazier going to L.A. Yeah, that was one of the teams that <laughs> I liked um, growing up. And then
1: Robert Woods was a guy that they always talked about. Went to the same high school, and I never played against him. So I never went against him. And it was one of the right. things where, man, I just want to go against Robert Woods because it would be one of those bittersweet moments. Like, man, it was a, a guy that I looked up to. Like. Drake said when your idols become your rivals and it was right. like man I looked up to all these people Marquis Lee like a guy who I thought was the best athlete since sliced bread or something and then you had Robert Woods and you got Paul Richardson and I'm going against a lot of guys that we all went to the same high school I think those are the most fun games that I had because I'm going against guys that man I looked up to and we it's like not like we 30 years apart like we just like three four years apart right. but those still guys that I looked up to who paved the way for me and gave me the opportunity because I didn't go to Sarah, and they didn't do the things they did. Who known if I would have got recruited the way I, I was getting recruited, or who knew SC was going to be there all the time because they had Robert, Marquise, George Farmer. Um, so man, I always give them a lot of credit because if they wasn't at the school that I transferred to, I don't know if I'd
0: have been at SC. All right. Now our next question comes from Instagram. It's Cole Harity. He wants to know what separates you from other players. I'm real
1: this all you going to get from me I'm not going to give you nothing else I'm not going to give you nothing less if you can't see how real I am you can't enjoy me as a, as a person or uh, whatever me. It like it's it probably not meant for you to be around me but I'm going to be funny I'm going to be a real dude uh, I might tweet stuff that I think is funny you might think it's funny I'm going <laughs> to like stuff that I think is funny that you might think people are say oh you're an athlete at the end of the day I'm a human being like uh, if, if you look at me and look at the dude next to me, we gonna, we A lot of us do the same things, and I just try to tell people I'm relatable. Like I'm not a dude that's gonna be bougie. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do none of that. I'm just gonna keep it real with you and be genuine with you. If you're genuine with me, but I'm not gonna be fake. So just because I shake your hand don't mean that you we buddy buddy. But you know, right. I got a lot of respect. It's, it's the principle of everything, and I don't think people understand that it's more about respect, the principle, and just being real and not fake.
0: Uh, Now another question from Bob And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this name right But Dorame uh, He wants to know What do you miss most about USC
1: I think I miss most is the the locker room And it was fun We had a lot of great memories uh, A lot of great times In that little small big locker room that we had Just joking around and coming together I think that was more about sanctuary No matter how bad practice was No matter how tiring it was How bad it was Man, when we came in there, it was like we was brothers, it was a family. And it didn't matter if it was an O-line, D-line, we'll get in that center and have fun, chop it up, and have a good time. We had a lounge that we all kicked it in. So, and it was like, them like my friends, people that I played against in high school, that I played with in high school, and people that I knew about in high school, all at the same school, and you
0: can't beat that. Now, last question from Deja Jackson. Who is the greatest <laughs> shooter in sevens in STARS history? It's me, man, I'm the
1: greatest greatest? Nah, I, I'm not going to say I'm the greatest, but ain't nobody greater than me. Like, I'm not about to tell somebody better than me, but I'm not about to say I'm better than anybody else. I can shoot that thing, though, if I need to. But, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I won some seven games. I lost some. I, I'll admit that.
0: All right. Well, uh, last thing before we get out of here. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, this is STARS. It's different. You know, our family versus your facility. What is your fondest memory of being here at STARS? Um, f- fondest? man fondest favorite funniest
1: <laughs> I'll tell you the first
0: time first
1: day I actually got here they end up Damien worked me out and I was so mad I just was hurt <laughs> and he had me doing all these drills and at the time he was like man let me just relax but I didn't know the benefit of trying to get the flexion make sure you're moving and doing everything the right way uh, and that was me just learning how to trust somebody else that wanted to help me but me being me like I just wanted to rest my ankle ice it right. you massage it I didn't want to do no work I just wanted to you rub on it, do what I gotta do. I didn't wanna bend it, I didn't wanna do all that. I wanted, I didn't wanna go in the weight room and try to figure out my flexibility right. on my ankle, how much I had. So that's probably my, that's the, the first memory I ever had here. Uh, it was rough because it was something new, but something new is always good.
0: Alright well I appreciate you Taking appreciate the time you. man yeah. This has been The Stars Experience yeah. Once again Adoree Jackson uh, USC alum Stars alum Tennessee Titans Cornerback um, This has been Jonathan Risk And Adoree Jackson With The Stars Experience Checking out See y'all next time Peace I'll you I
1: just pulled up On occasion I spice it up Like it's Never for location Then I'm going To the next one